This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Rules governing campaign finance are often stacked against small parties in more ways than one. Attorney Alan Gura has launched a challenge to throw out rules that discriminate against small political parties with small war chests. We spoke yesterday. There is this phrase that is used in campaign finance literature called quid pro quo corruption. Say that three times fast. Uh, and the idea is that you give a contribution, you expect something of value in in return for that contribution, and that's corrupting. That is uh, bad for our democratic processes. This is a, a guy, Joseph Schaber, who left the Libertarian National Committee or the Libertarian Party almost a quarter of a million dollars after he died. So what is the quid pro quo corruption that could potentially be prevented in that case? There is none. And we know that there is no potential corruption because the government actually, in this case, uh, had the opportunity to investigate, to look back at his life, to ask questions, to conduct discovery, to say, okay, who did he know? What connections did he have to party officials or office holders? And of course, not too many federal office holders from, from the Libertarian Party these days. Um, what, what strings, what can we look at? in his relationship with a party to show that 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 there's going to be some sort of ingratiating access um that that is that is that is not going to be allowed. Well, ingratiation is is okay, but access is not. Well, let's see. Um this gentleman had given small amounts um uh, totaling a little bit over 3 grand I believe over the course of his life. Um, not a big fish by any measure. It had no connection to party officials, to, to, to candidates, uh, to office holders. He wrote a will some time ago, created a revocable uh, trust. Uh, did not know, as far as we know, when he would die, what the issues would be, when he would die, um, who the candidates might be. But he dies one day. And then with the moment he dies, of course, the bequest becomes irrevocable, right? At that point that he's dead, there's nothing that he can do to the party to punish them if they don't do what he wants. Okay. He's not going to haunt them from the great beyond Scooby-Doo style. Okay. And, um, and there's nothing they can do for him because he's dead. Uh, until you die, if you leave somebody, if you remember somebody in a will, you can change your mind. It's a revocable promise. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the idea of of perhaps uh, hoping that someone will remember you in a will. You know, you want to be nice to grandma, that kind of thing. I mean, people people do that. That's not illegal. Um, but once a per- but once a person's dead, there's no potential for corruption anymore. And so the Libertarian Party sued and said, "Look, um, there's no potential corruption here. So that why are we applying contribution limits to the deceased?" And there, but there's another aspect to this case, which is that Congress uh, changed the laws governing these kinds of bequests to parties in 2014. So what did they do and how does that impact this case? They actually changed the law governing all gifts. So this is not simply something that applies to bequests or to this bequest. It applies to a great deal of living donors as well. And many of them showed up in this case. We had some evidence from people who said, look, we've given 
money, we would have given more and we're allowed to give more, but we're not going to do that. And we've refrained from giving the money we wanted to give because if we give any more money to this political party, um, the government will place strings as to how that money can be spent. How much you can give the party these days depends on what the party does with the money. It's what we would call in the First Amendment area, a content-based restriction on speech. Um, and here's how it works. Uh, up until the end of 2014, there was a contribution limit. You could only give so much money to a national committee of a political party. And that was upheld, unfortunately, in in 2003 in the uh, infamous uh, McConnell uh, versus FEC case. But uh, in 2014, Congress threw out the law that was upheld in McConnell, the so-called soft money ban. Uh, they threw it out and they created an entirely new scheme. And the new scheme goes something like this. Um, the old limit is now just a base limit. You can still give that amount of money. You could also give uh, a grand total of 10 times that amount of money. But the extra nine-tenths, as it were, are going to have strings attached. So you can give triple the base limit uh, to a political party if it is required to spend that money only on presidential nominating conventions, triple the base limit to be spent only on lawyers, and triple the base limit to be spent only on party headquarters buildings. So that adds up to 90%, right? That's correct. So you can give uh, one slice and then three times that slice, uh, three times for these various uh, strange uh, segregated uh, spending purposes, as they call them. Now, you can think about this and see what the problem is. For a big party, uh, the Democrats, the Republicans, uh, the restrictions are actually illusory. Uh, they're not actual restrictions because they have large bills to uh, to spend on conventions and buildings and lawyers. So if they would have spent uh, money out of their general fund on the convention and a guy comes and says, oh, here's a check for a um, hundred grand for the convention. They say, well, thank you very much. It's restricted to the convention, but it frees up a hundred grand that, from the general fund that they can go spend on whatever they want. Um, and so it, what it really is, 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 is a scheme whereby for the major parties, the contribution limits were uh, multiplied by a factor of 10. Okay. But what if you have a small party? Uh, the libertarians, the greens, uh, you know, other people who may not have very elaborate, extravagant conventions, buildings, and lawyers. Well, then they just don't get to spend the money. If they'd say, "Well, we don't want to spend a hundred grand on our convention or our building. We need to spend it on pamphlets. We want to spend spend it on ballot access. We want to gather signatures. We want to support candidates. We want to do almost anything else." They can't do it. All right. So what are you asking the court to do? We're asking the court to strike that down. I mean, first of all, with respect to uh, Joseph Schaber's bequest, we are saying that um, there there is no uh, governmental interest in limiting this contribution. Uh, the party has a First Amendment right to free speech, to receive and spend money from its donors, including donors who are no longer with us, as far as we know. And the government should have to face a, a very high burden before it shows that there's a need to restrict that that spending. Here, they can't possibly meet that burden, regardless of what standard of review you might want to imagine, because there is no potential for corruption whatsoever. The guy is dead. Uh, and as far as the content-based restrictions on speech are concerned, we're saying that this is totally inappropriate. Look, the, we cannot have a system 
where the federal government tells a political party that how much money it is allowed to accept and spend from its supporters depends on the type of speech in which the party would engage in. This is a classic content-based restriction on speech. Of course, it's not viewpoint-based. It's not based upon whether you're a socialist or libertarian or something else, but it is content-based because it, it depends upon the purpose of the spending. If I want to promote my presidential candidate, I can spend the money. If I want to have a midterm convention and talk about congressional candidates, I cannot. If I want to uh, put a sign on my building, uh, that's okay. But if I want to hand out pamphlets, it's not. Uh, that is absolutely not appropriate uh, under the First Amendment. People have the right to uh, speak on political matters and to operate uh, political parties as they wish, and it's simply not the government's business. And and what is the what is the corruption potential being addressed by restricting the party's speech to these three particular purposes? Uh, the government tried to say, well. We want to restrict those donations that are most likely going to be corrupting because they can be directed at it to support an individual candidate or an individual office holder. Well, guess what? The presidential nominating convention is supposed to nominate a presidential ticket. That sounds like you're supporting an individual candidate or perhaps individual candidates and office holders who are featured at these conventions. How about um, uh, supporting somebody who has an election contest? I mean, there's that lawyer fund that you can give extra money for. What if there's an election contest? Well, there the money goes specifically to decide who gets to occupy that seat, right? Um, so it's actually more corrupting under the government's theory to give larger donations for these special purposes. Uh, Congress really didn't develop any evidence. There's no um, reasoning or much explanation for this law. It's something that was passed in the dead of night when there was a budget crisis is basically a, a scam to allow the major parties to collect more money. Um, of course, uh, my client believes that people should be able to collect as much money as they want. It's their business if they can raise it and spend it and speak freely. But uh, if, if you do accept this idea that the government should regulate political speech in the interest of preventing corruption, fine. But here it makes absolutely no sense. Alan Gura is an attorney in Washington, D.C. We spoke during the Cato Institute's Constitution Day festivities. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us and suggest show topics on Twitter at Cato Podcast.